Hello, hello, friends. This is Richard, founder of Short-Term Rental University Podcast, and we're coming to you live from Chicago, the home of Milo and Chandra Airbnb Superhosts. And this is the podcast where we're teaching people to use short-term rentals like Airbnb as a tool to achieve their entrepreneurial success. Welcome to the STRU Podcast, your number one online hosting community, helping you achieve your goals through short-term rental investing. Now, here's your host, Richard Furtick. It's a really cool and inspiring story. We're going to be talking about Milo and Chandra's expansion, and they're currently renovating a place. Charles and I walked over there. They gave us a tour. We've got some footage of that. It's really cool and exciting. And just by way of introduction, and then we'll hear Milo in his own words, um, you know, he was investigating and thinking about doing Airbnb earlier this, uh, I guess it was around April, February, March, April, found our YouTube channel educated himself, started doing it, had much more success than he really thought uh, possible. And that was so uh, encouraging and, and uh, inspiring that they've expanded quickly. I also really want to thank Milo and Chandra for being the first people to buy our sheets and towels. And that's fucking, uh, that's amazing. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, but anyway, we just got really excited. And tonight we're doing the meetup here in Chicago. I'm excited to meet more people. And I've had just a great time with Milo and Chandra. And we're in their place. We're staying here tonight, Curtis of them which is just so generous and hospitable so thank you so much absolutely and now for those of you that don't know you and he's active and so is chandra in the facebook group so you'll see him posting and commenting and so on and we appreciate that but why don't you tell uh folks a little bit about yourself and your background and what brought you to airbnb uh yeah so i um originally was uh, out of college actually i became a full-time actor uh, essentially, and that lasted for some time, and then I went into. Did you do anything bit- big or good? Like, have I seen you anywhere? Uh, probably not, but I did do a few commercials okay, that are cool. not airing anymore. But I mean, I did get a lot of passive income cool. through that, which that's is good. quite nice. Uh, but yeah, it, like it, like when they continue to air. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Beautiful thing. I did a small like small couple of things and lasted a couple of years, which was very very nice. That's awesome. Good for you. Um, pays really good if you can get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, I, I did that for. A, a while but then i think uh of course my dad he's uh an entrepreneur through and through and he was just basically looking at my life he's like you should probably uh start getting into the business and so i i joined uh, a restaurant that he helped some other people start and uh the owner is uh which is our, our partner um she is a really really good friend of ours and so i basically started learning about business essentially from my father and her and then i uh, just about maybe earlier this summer, we uh, mid-June, we started. Uh, we first listed and opened our Airbnb. Um, and only maybe a month prior did we actually make the decision to actually s- go through with it and see where uh, see where that can go. And now it's, uh, it's basically doing so much more than what we ever imagined it would be. Uh, which is super super amazing. It's kind of like completely changed our life trajectory. That's like, amazing. Very very much. Yeah. So we're gonna drill down on that a little bit. Um, Milo and I spoke a little bit about sort of his hopes and aspirations on the unit that we're sitting in right now, mm-hmm. and uh, without getting into too many of this specifics. I don't know how comfortable he is with the total transparency, but he had a volume that he thought he would make in terms of revenue. And the first uh, time that they listed it, he made that amount in half the month. And then the next month, it was like 50% more. Mm. And then he's had his best month, which was, I think, three times that amount. Yeah. And all of this, you know, has happened really quickly. 
uh, to his and Chandra's credit, I think they're, you know, like really embracing it and studying and watching YouTube and reading and doing stuff and just knocking it out of the park. Yeah, yeah, that was exactly the case. Uh, we, I, I always wanted to learn more about real estate in general. And the only thing I knew about was just really regular traditional rentals. And, and in the place where I'm at, like, uh, if I rented that traditionally, it would have made basically it, like peanuts worth compared to what it is now. And then out of like some strange series of events, we learned more about Airbnb. And that's actually how we found your channel on YouTube during our researching prior to us starting it. And uh, and yeah, we started it. And, and essentially, yeah, we started mid-June. And for two weeks, that those two weeks alone, we've already basically almost made exactly what it would have done for an entire month. And then the next month would be the first full, full blown month that we would have Airbnb. It made uh, way more. It made basically a thousand dollars more than what we ever imagined it, the highest it would go. And I was like, wow, that's actually, that's, that's super amazing. And then, uh, and then yeah, in October, it just was our best month ever. And it just completely, blew it out of the park just way 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 more than what we ever imagined and uh it, it was like yeah super super changing that's that awesome and what's really cool is having spent a little bit of time with you uh this morning and this afternoon is i think it's encouraged you to view yourself a little bit more as a as an entrepreneur yourself right you said your mm -hmm. father was an entrepreneur but yeah the things that we're talking about and the way that you're thinking about you know your future and your life and your your combined life, uh, it seems like this has given you confidence and support, and now you're looking to do things that perhaps just six months ago you weren't contemplating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, I definitely, uh, so I've been now in the, the food industry for quite some time, I think like seven or eight years, and all the skills that I've learned from that and also from, thankfully, from my, my father and also... Uh, um, going and working in the business helped to create those skills and my confidence to kind of deal with a lot of different problems or just anything in, in pertaining to business, which was extremely helpful. And I think you can get those skills no matter what you do. Uh, and then that actually, I was very, very thankful for when it actually came to the Airbnb business. Um, it just, for me, it, uh, it seemed as though it was just, um, so easy because I already had those skills that I had to learn from my previous or from current uh, working at the restaurant and anything like that. And so a lot of times when dealing with problems or just thinking about anything that may come up with issues with Airbnb, uh, it was it seemed as though it, it wasn't that uh, as much as a big deal to like to to tackle those problems and actually kind of get get the ball rolling and get moved forward with uh, as far as planning and starting it and also operating it. Yeah, but I also think what you did based on you know your own words to me before is a lot of homework. Yeah, right? like for those of you that don't know Milo and Chandra, they're they're intense. They're doing their research. They're doing their homework. It's not like he just turned the light bulb on in June and. Because of all this background training, he just did really well. Um, you know, he's he was going on and on about uh, another passion of his, which is frequent flyer miles and how to get them. And he can tell you upside down, inside out, 74 different credit cards and which airlines they link to. And, you know, he's going to Tokyo 
five tickets? How many tickets? Uh, like f- uh, four round trip tickets. Four round trip tickets, business class for like three hundred and seventy bucks. So <laughs> here's a guy that you know is being very humble and modest about sort of the amount of time and energy that he spent doing his homework. But um, you know, without talking about my contribution to that, but like you spent a lot of time and energy learning and practicing. Yeah. So uh, we wanted to start as quickly as possible because we wanted to because it was already midway through the summer and we wanted to kind of get in as to get as much data as possible before the winter time comes and of course we are like business in general anywhere you go it's like it's going to be bad in the winter time so we wanted to see what it can do and we uh basically within a month prior to us starting in mid-june we kind of like uh chandra and i looked at each other like should we do this and then we're like yeah let's do this and so we did whatever we needed to do to make it happen. And then we basically just read through all the forums, like the Facebook groups, like searched on Google and YouTube and things of that nature to try to get as much information as possible. And that's actually how we found uh, your videos. And we literally just treated it as our Netflix. And we like binge watched them, waited, to, waited for each other to watch them. But we learned... Um, basically as try to get as much information as possible to then start with like immediately running like we didn't want to like we didn't want to have any sort of like hiccups in the beginning we wanted to just basically go almost into a jogging jogging speed right off right off the bat uh and to get it going hit the ground running yeah hit the ground running and um and then and then go into like a full sprint well we ended up going into just an absolute full sprint basically a couple weeks in we we're like okay this is this is actually pretty amazing once the numbers It's working, started, yeah, right? It's working. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so cool. So you, you hit the ground running. You did a ton of research, and I think you probably did more than you even let on. Um, so you did a ton of research. You hit the ground running. It's working. And at what point did you decide, gee, maybe we should expand and start to look for another place? Um, essentially a month in. I already thought, okay, well, this is going really well. Um, we're starting to get... Uh, we're starting to get really booked. The not only just booked because our worry, of course, like everyone, is just like occupancy and then the price in which you can charge. And as far as us uh, being in Chicago, like relations to neighborhoods, like uh, we were originally, we were afraid that uh, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't get a chance to charge as much as like like the like downtown, right. like, those amazing places. And so like, okay, well, try to do our math and see how that works. And right when things going well, and also dynamic pricing helped like tremendously as far as like, we never, we thought that we would only get priced at like 175 average, but that turned out to be a lot more than, than that. So we made so much more with the dynamic pricing. And just from a month's worth of doing it, I already knew that this was going to be something that was going to uh, be really, really, really good. And also the timing of it too. And through your videos, like uh, everyone was talking about, like this is kind of like how like the economy is going and how business in general is, yeah. is going towards this type of like, uh, I guess like micro entrepreneurship, like Uber and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, I think this is a good time. You, like you and other people are saying like, this is like only just slowly becoming mainstream. So I'm like, okay, this is a good time for it. We're doing, we're doing surprisingly really, really well. I think we might as well start capitalizing it uh, right away. 
So what did you do? Did you call a broker? You knocked on doors? Like, yeah, how so did you find the next opportunity? Then we wanted to, then it goes into, we wanted to basically, we wanted to kind of maximize um, uh, the, our, our, the capital to, and our returns. So uh, we originally thought we wanted to kind of go into uh, three flats, like multifamily places in Chicago. And typically this is uh, either two, three or four flat. And we were looking through those for a couple months. And um, and it just so happened that another condo that was based essentially next door to us was up for sale. And we figured, okay, well, logistically, it's very easy because it's already right next to where we currently are. And uh, we know the, the community too. And uh, it, it, it seems and it's already a very, very uh, economically, it, it was very, very easy for us. So we decided to do that instead of um, getting a really, really large building. Uh, so that happened. And we essentially I just found it online um, and started the ball, ball rolling for that. And from start to close, that was essentially. Um, a month and a half. So okay. it was actually almost a, like a whirlwind uh, sort of thing that we never expected to actually find something like that because our original plan was we were going to start and and see how the winter season goes. And then by maybe next spring, how that goes, we then maybe we'll go into like looking into another one. But we ended up just like going right away, which was, which was nice. Well, one of the things that you said uh, earlier to me when we were just talking about it was that given the volume and the revenue that you did during peak months almost didn't matter what happened in the winter yeah. months because mm-hmm. you knew you could weather the storm and exactly. like as long as you have those highs mm-hmm. you can have the lows exactly right? exactly so we i essentially calculated that uh chicago's high season and uh which is basically between six to eight months even because of all the traffic that can come through into our area and just basically lowballed it, uh, gave a gave a really low occupancy average, a really low uh, revenue average, and just from those numbers alone, from that period of time, it was already making the money. I, I wouldn't have already thought that it would make if it was traditional rental at, at all. Right. And so I was like, okay, that's that's already amazing. Then I almost then I don't even care about the low season because anything made during then is just extra on top. Yeah, and you'll probably do better than you think. Yeah, right? it's actually, I mean, it is actually doing better yeah. than we, we imagine. I mean, that's too. generally what I find uh, when I talk to Airbnb folks all over the world. And everyone has the worry, right? Like, well, it's a small place. It's not convenient. It's this, it's that, it's the other. And I'm just like, you know what? There's more demand for mm-hmm. that if it's priced right than you think. And yeah, you, you're going to have periods of vacancy and you're going to have periods where Airbnb is not putting you at the top or page one, even though you're a super mm-hmm. host in this. Just think about the long game, right? Yeah. The long game is it's working great, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah, better it's, than yeah. any alternative. And now you're in business for yourself and now you're expanding. And so let's talk about that expansion. Um, how did you figure out how much it would cost to renovate? And how did you pick your contractors? And how long is that taking? So that's actually been quite easy for us. We found a contractor that happens to be my uh my one of my father's students before I was a really good friend of my father's and he uh he ended up he's now actually one of the biggest contractors in our neighborhood uh so we got a really great deal uh for to to completely gut rehab our condo and originally we were give, we were kind of imagining a timeline of maybe hopefully like a month for the actual renovations to be done but 
they were like, it's going to be two weeks. I'm like, holy moly, that's really super fast. So then, then we were just like rushing to kind of like um, get everything. And I, and I, like me personally, I love actually like building and doing stuff with hand. So learning how to do these things and like laying down like tile and stuff, this is what I really like to learn. So I wanted to actually um, learn all like, learn what to buy and how the process of which how to do it uh because i know eventually if this is what we're going to do like this is not going to be this is not going to be the end and then we're going to probably do this many more times and so i made lots of trips to home depot and some other places and kind of learning like what what it what you need and what it takes to to get these things done and um yeah, it's actually it's it's been pretty uh, it's been pretty a learning experience definitely for sure. Well, that's great. And then what about how did you figure out the design element? Because I think there's there's a variety of things that will stop people from taking that chance on Airbnb, right? Mm-hmm. First and foremost, like you said, is what about occupancy rate and what about price? So we had those addressed. But then there's people that say. I'm scared of renovations. It sounds like you personally like to do that. Mm-hmm. Then the next thing that stops people out is like design. Like I don't know what's a good tile or a bad mm-hmm. tile. How did you come up with that sort of design and layout? Um, I thought in the I think the general gist of what we wanted to do was actually very very easy, uh, but the details became a little bit more uh, challenging. The as far as design, we. We I just talked it over with with Chandra and we were basically just there's no there's like a plethora of like you go on Pinterest and you look at cool kitchen kitchen designs or cool interior designs and you can get a ton of like ideas and especially I think we both really really like that modern industrial look uh, that you can get like here in in Chicago it's like the Fulton Market in New York it's like right. the Chelsea area right. that kind of look that is timeless that loft sort of feel to it. And we liked so from that, then we knew that okay, that involves like some sometimes like subway tiles and like a little bit of wood and and those and the colors and we just basically saw on like IKEA or Pinterest or just photos, just elements like we like this, we like this part, we like this in general part, like this pictures, this in general thing. So we're gonna put this with that in there and see what we need specifically. Those those um the supply to what we need specifically to get in order to make make that happen. And for anybody listening or watching, another great resource is House H O U Z Z, and there um, it's a really cool business model. Like you can actually click on say like the side lamp, and it'll tell you who makes it, and you can actually even click on it and buy it. Yes. So mm-hmm. it may not be the best prices, but it's a great yeah. resource. A lot of uh, designers are there and architects, mm-hmm. and it's just really, really beautiful stuff. So from an inspiration perspective, it's a great place to do some yeah. homework. Yeah, we actually we use that a bit. Uh, the pricing the pricing it's on houses higher. are a little bit higher, but yeah. I think what was actually really nice, uh, too, is that a lot of times you see a photo and it's like, where do I get that? Or like, what do they use? And for them, it's uh, that's the thing I like is like, okay, you could click that, and they have a list of all the things that's in the photo. Yeah, so that's really helpful. Um, And so then I guess the question is, what are you going to do next? Um, One of the things that we wanted to do next is we wanted to, um, we, we figured out that in our city market, there was an extreme lack of a specific niche, especially in our area, which is large groups. And uh, I wanted to capture that because I was I a lot of times I'm on Airbnb all the time looking at all the listings that are around me and seeing how they're doing and also seeing what 
good listings are doing in the city, as well as internationally, like trying to learn what, what people are doing, try to put that in. But then I realized like, okay, I think one time I was actually showing my parents, um, uh, we were planning for our trip and then I was just showing my parents like, hey, like, um, what are some really great places for 10 people? Because when we usually travel with our family, we have 10 people total. And so I was like, okay, well, let's, what's, what's a place that we could stay in Chicago if we wouldn't live here that can fit 10 people? And we were looking at these like wonderful places and like looking at the cost of it. I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty expensive, but actually really economical as far as comparing it to a hotel. Yeah, of course. And I'm like looking, it's like, okay, well, this is actually really interesting because this guy is fully booked and he is charging a really nice price uh, per day, even on a weekday. Um, and I basically calculated a month that he made uh, this guy probably made in his one property 40 to 50 grand in revenue. Wow. And I'm like, this is really, really, that's, that's, that's amazing. Really just for one property. And like, if even, if even I get half that amount, it's already super, super, super good. So I'm like, and then I'm looking, and I was looking, okay, well, where are all these properties in relation to where people want to be? And also the convention center. And I was like, well, there's actually no one that's doing that in the area where I'm living and it's so convenient for these types of groups. I'm like, well, I want to, I want to at least capture that. And I don't, I don't like really have any competition. So, uh, even if I get half that amount, it's going to be super, super good. And then I think our plan was that we, um, we wanted to actually take a little page from your book. You said that you really like to travel to different places, but you want to actually get properties in the places you travel to. And that's what we kind of want to do as well. So we were like, okay, well, if we manage to, to have that done, then we can have a, a really awesome revenue stream to have a, a springboard to kind of do anything anywhere we want to go to. And then plus we've already, we're kind of doing like buying new properties, like complete gut rehab. So we're trying to get that experience and then getting that experience translates to anywhere else for the most part. And so uh, hopefully we getting out that knowledge to, to do well, that. Well, look, you know, I can tell you this and, and we've talked a little bit about this on the, uh, the YouTube channel. The experience that you're getting now, I don't even think you have an inkling of how relevant it's going to be and how transformative it's going to be for your life, right? Like you're now taking risks and you're putting your money where your mouth is and you're starting to think bigger and you started with one and then you started with two and now you're talking about the neighboring place across the hall from the new one might come up for sale in the next six months or so and you might buy that one. And you keep doing these little like decisions and, and being bold and entrepreneurial and taking some risk and you do that for one year, two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, like your life is changing. Mm -hmm. You may not realize it. You may just be looking at, you know, the monthly bank statement and saying this is really working and that's awesome and that's what's keeping you going. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying, and I know from experience, right? Like I'm sitting here in Chicago right now. I've owned real estate for 20 some odd years. I've had a ton of different careers and I've done really well in everything that I do. But if I had to pinpoint what it is that has made me successful is the desire to always try and find the next best thing, the next opportunity, the next trade. And by the way, sometimes I bump my head and I make a mistake and I take one step back and then I take two steps forward. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point yeah. of like being an entrepreneur. It's, mm -hmm. it's not prescribed. It's not linear. Mm -hmm. um, but once you get into that mind frame, which is so empowering, which is I can do this, mm -hmm. right? 
and and even if I make a mistake, I learned an awful lot. I won't make that same mistake again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's really courageous what you and Chandra are doing. I applaud you. I Thank think you. it's amazing. I find it very, very personally satisfying and fulfilling that I've helped in any you know minor capacity to encourage you guys um and so i just think it's fantastic no thank you because like i think well, it was actually kind of funny we were, we were talking about this it's like hey richard's staying at our uh at our airbnb it's like like because you played uh, a, a very integral part of our learning experience and basically from that us starting and being able to become successful and i think that what, what was really great about um uh about the community and actually in business in general, it's like the interaction with, with people. And that was really, really uh, uh, rewarding and satisfying to kind of like get a chance to talk to you, talk to other people, even our guests. Like, I think that's really great because then um, just that whole community is, is really, really, um, it makes it really, really uh, even more enjoyable than, than just like making money. But it's like the, the connections, like we, we just have a, guests who who offered us to stay at his place um in melbourne and we've always wanted to go to australia like, hey now we have uh, a place in melbourne i think charles was talking about like say like now it's like i feel as though like we, we were talking about like like now that we have hosted that we have like houses like everywhere in the world that we that people have invited us to kind of like hey it's so like, cool when you guys come to stay with us yeah something like that it's super mm-hmm. cool and i think that um you know uh Milo was kind enough to pick me up at the airport with Charles. And I said, look, I've got a couple of deals in the air. And it just becomes part of your lifestyle, right? So like as much as I wanted to land and go hang out and and have a meal with you, I was like, I have to go to a place where I can print a contract. I I just today uh, executed a contract for sale of a home in the Hamptons. And tomorrow I'm closing on two properties in Jackson Hole. And so I was like, Milo, you've got to, uh, I got to go someplace. I've got to be able to print. Then I need to go to a notary. Then I need to go to Federal Express. And so like the rest of the world, you know, I worked for, I don't know, an hour, Mm -hmm. right? And now we're doing content and we're going to go do the meetup. And it's work too. Mm -hmm. But the point is, is once you have multiple income streams whether it's from real estate or trading or bitcoin or whatever it is the rest of the world doesn't think you're actually working Mm -hmm. and what it is is your assets are working for you Mm -hmm. instead of you working for assets i put my assets to work for me Mm -hmm. right and you're starting to do that and i think it's just going to be incredible for you no yeah it's um yeah i like i almost can't even tell you how life-changing it was because we were seriously things like well our what we originally wanted to do was when start another like restaurant and uh and uh, i i mean it, it was okay that was like the only thing i knew like that we were gonna do at the moment and i was like oh man like i mean i think anyone realizes like the restaurant world is is it is, is life-sucking <laughs> like it'll take up all it's your a time grind. yeah it, it's quite a it's quite a grind and then um and then with uh, with this, it was like then I'm thinking like, well, the efficiency of your time and efficiency of of doing business, and this is just really really super efficient. And then I grew up with my dad always telling me like, make sure you have to you focus on your your lifestyle. And and uh, what's really great about what you're saying is this, that like this allows you to like create a life that you like everyone when you're working it's really not really much like working it's actually you're 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 
playing and you're working at the same time it's not if like you enjoy what, it yeah, that's yeah, what it is right like exactly. you enjoy going to home depot mm -hmm. and getting the tile and yeah. talking to your contractor. Most of the time. Yeah. yeah no i mean there's time <laughs> yeah. obviously yeah but you know what was interesting we were in houston last night at the uh, meetup and the, the host um at the of the airbnb that we stayed at we were talking i'd never met her before invited her to the meetup and she showed up and it was really cool but she said something to me which you know like i've felt more recently but i haven't heard anybody verbalize it. and she's much younger than I am. And she said, listen, you know, for me, there is no way that I'm going to get in a car and sit in traffic and go drive to like work and sit at somebody else's work and do work that's not meaningful to me. She's like, I will be sanding my own furniture and moving the furniture and building my house and my Airbnb business. And I may not make as much money or whatever, but it's like, I'm doing something that I enjoy, something for me and I'm building my future. And like, I'm not going to just sit at a desk and take two weeks vacation to live my life two weeks a year mm -hmm. i'm gonna live my life every week mm -hmm. of the year yeah. and if you don't like you know sanding and cleaning the windows then maybe this isn't for you but she's like but i don't mind that at all and i'm doing what i want to do yeah and that was just sort of like wow mm -hmm. right like that statement when somebody says that to you was really uh powerful and i thought there's so many people that are like that yet what we're all trained all of us mm -hmm. is go to go to school, study hard, get a good job, pay attention, mm -hmm. and keep getting promoted and rise through the corporate ladder, and then go ahead and take those two weeks vacation. Yeah. And what I passionately believe is we can all do this ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Like it's great if you love your job and you get a nice salary. I'm not telling anybody to quit their work or to to not do that, mm -hmm. but there is an alternative, and yeah. it just doesn't get as much attention. Mm -hmm. That's all. Yeah, I. I like um, as like sometimes I I always try to now tell people it's like well like hey like I'm doing short term rentals I'm on Airbnb and and some like now people know a little bit more about what you're talking about but like uh, I had some friends in real estate and other people and I was like I've always like for the I was trying to like hey you you always wanted to do real estate like this is a really really great way now to to get in it's much more accessible but also create the revenue that you really want from it and everyone's eyes always open up by the end of the talking so about let's it. drill down on that on those two things um the first thing is that it's much more accessible and we talked about that a little bit earlier right like there's almost no barrier to entry even mm -hmm. if you don't have uh even if you just rent a place you can have a fold-out couch like charles does or if you have a spare bedroom you can do that or when you travel to somebody's wedding you can list your property on airbnb so like almost anybody that has a roof over their head can become a real estate entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Very small, but it's accessible. Mm -hmm. And before that, it wasn't really accessible. Mm -hmm. So it's like the democratization of becoming a real estate entrepreneur. And that's a huge opportunity. Yeah. And then the second thing I would say is even though a lot of people have heard about it, I don't think anybody believes how wildly profitable it will be. Right, like everyone's expectations, like, oh yeah, I, I don't know that I'd bring a stranger into my house for fifty bucks or a hundred bucks. But once you start doing it, just like you experience, it's like, wow, I'm making three times more than if this was a long-term rental. Mm -hmm. And then, like, for the right people, the light bulb goes off, and they're just like, I want to do this more. Yeah, it like, I was, um, I always wanted to kind of go through with like, uh, with my dad and my parents, like kind of like making sure that my view my business what I'm doing is 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 correct because yes they have so much knowledge and being entrepreneurs themselves and I was like joking around with them being like hey it's like it's like it seems as though 
this Airbnb, like when we first started, like it could be more than both our salaries combined with just this one property that we didn't, we kind of like, in the beginning, it was like, kind of like, oh man, like I wish we were in like downtown or something like those places. But then when things started hitting, I was like, this place is making them both our salaries combined <laughs> and Look. for that one month. Yeah. So, uh, and so that was, that was, uh, that was like completely, completely eye-opening and look i think that's a really good point for a lot of people that are listening and either getting started or looking to expand i would say uh the the most profitable property that i own in terms of like return on investment so percentage uh return on investment is also the least expensive property Mm -hmm. that i own and it's the best investment i was just down it's down in uh, fairhope alabama i went down there for a weekend i had a great time and um when I was reviewing the numbers, I was like, I should buy another one of these. Mm. And so I called my broker and said, show me one. And wouldn't you know it, the price has almost doubled from when I bought it not three oh. years ago. So it's no longer as great a return on investment, but it's still a solid return on investment. And that's one of the beautiful things about owning real estate. For those of us that are doing the Airbnb play and actually buying the properties and owning the equity mm-hmm. is the unknown price appreciation. And historically, real estate increases in value. And when I buy real estate, I try and buy real estate in places that I think will appreciate. So I take a look at the demographics. I take a look at the earnings. I take a look at the scarcity. Um, these are all things that you can quantify and make a judgment, a bet, if you will. I could be wrong. I've lost money on real estate very infrequently. Mm. Um, More often than not, I make money and in many cases, significant sums of money. And then we actually do 1031s and tax advantage, tax deferred strategies so that the entire gain is protected and reinvested. And so like, it's a very beautiful thing, but you have to get started. And so to that point, I just really want to commend you and Chandra for being bold and oh that reminds me being bold (laughs) and aggressive look what they have here in their property here's a rhino and on the other end of the shelf is another one of our favorite animals from the logo the elephant so wisdom and aggressor and i love it so i think that's all i have do you have anything that you want to ask me um i've been asking you a lot of questions and and you don't have to but if there's anything you'd like to ask me now's the time I think one of the things that I knew, like, I guess for starting a business is uh, as far as just, it is made, like, um, originally was just the, like, business identity then. I think going a little bit more deeper into, like, like how do you create your company? As far as, like, the like the, the great benefits of real estate is is the tax benefits. Which Absolutely. Is, which is super, super great. And, um, and I know, like, once you get into it, like, that's actually really, like, the super, super awesome part of uh, of of real estate is being able to not really save up all your money and you don't have to pay taxes and a lot of things because of what the what the benefits come with with owning with owning land and i guess the i think the only i guess it's probably a much more complicated question than 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 the time is basically uh and hopefully maybe you uh talk more about it um in the future is like as far as like uh business identity and 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 also 1031 i was like researching of that but kind of um getting into maybe uh your personal strategy on on how that works into your uh buying properties and maybe sometimes in different definitely different states have different benefit Mm -hmm. benefits and and some things are much better much that are not not as good and other things like that um as far as taking advantage of of those of the tax benefits well it's great that you're thinking about it now because so many people um 
just overlook it or they only start to research it like when it's time to. And that's the thing about education is and, and learning is you want to be as knowledgeable about as broad as many things that might apply well in advance mm -hmm. so that when it's time to really drill down, you have that foundation. And, and I, you know, the way that I look at uh, the tax benefits of real estate is that Uncle Sam is my business partner, mm -hmm. right? Like literally I embrace all of the tax knowledge and the tax advantages of real estate and that's a competitive advantage. And I, I've made decisions both to purchase and not to purchase with tax as one of the primary components. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily let it be the only component, but I always consider it in every decision that I make. And we're gonna start doing more of those videos and more of that education, especially in the master's part of the membership mm -hmm. for people that are starting to think about growing and selling. And the, the main thing that I wanna talk about um, in response to that question is, that's one of the most beautiful things about real estate is that you can actually control your outcome and your destiny. In other words, you can, buy something to do long-term and then go short-term with it. You could buy something to do short-term and then go long-term with it. Um, you can sell it. You can flip it. You can renovate it. If the neighbor comes knocking and wants to sell it to you, you can go ahead and sell it at a great premium and 1031 it into something else. You can go single family. We were talking about multifamily. You could sell a, a whole portfolio of single families that you've cobbled together over a decade and then buy one big multifamily. Or what I'm doing now is I start to exit some of these bigger positions that I have is thinking about doing triple net leases into big box, you know, rent something to a Home Depot or a Starbucks and it's triple net lease. So they deal with the taxes and the roof and the repairs. And I'm literally about as passive as you can get. And um, that's exciting for me as I spend more time traveling and meeting people like you and uh, I'm developing a project in Bali and I want to spend time there and I'm moving to Jackson Hole and I want to be skiing. And so I want my assets to be working for me as much as possible. And my days of like working for the assets are slowing and I want to encourage more people to do that. And the fact that you're thinking about it is a great start. Thank you. Cool. Charles, anything else? So that does it for another episode of the STRU podcast. As always, all links mentioned are in the show notes below. And if you found this show helpful, please leave a review on iTunes. If you're serious about short-term rental investing, be sure to check out str.university. Till next time.